0: On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden
1: Wise Guys. He's absolutely right. You are listening to the Garden Wise Show, and this is the second hour. We're here every Saturday from 7 to 9 here on AM 810, The Legend. You can also listen to this show on 95.3 FM at the same time. I would probably just listen to one or the other. But uh, the, on both stations, they're broadcast from 7 to 9 every Saturday morning. And then, if you happen to miss one in the future and you want to catch up on it, it's rebroadcast Sunday, af- Sunday evenings from 6 to 8. Same two stations from 6 to 8 on Sunday evenings. And if you miss that... And you want to catch up on a show maybe that was back in June or something like that, you can go to our podcasts. I break up the show into two one-hour podcasts, and that is posted on a website called podbean.com. And that's P as in Paul, O-D, B as in boy, E-A-N, podbean.com. You can find all of our podcasts from I say early April. I think it was when we started here on the legend. And uh, you can check those out anytime. I'm really shocked. Sean, I was looking at the the pod podcast stats today. And we've had over 1000 downloads.
2: Wow. there you go.
1: That's pretty good. I was was not expecting that. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know what what whether 1000 is good. For how many months have we been doing this? April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. That's what, nine months?
0: If you round it, I mean. Yeah. I think it's good. I mean, okay.
1: better than zero. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's definitely better than zero. You're right. All right. Uh, 303-477-2473 is the number to call if you have a question for me today. Um, I've also been asking <clears throat> for... Success stories of this last year, something that you may have never tried before and it worked. Or maybe it, you've tried it the same thing over and over each year for the last four years and finally this year it worked, which is kind of the definition of gardening. You can do the same thing over and over and it may fail multiple times and then finally for some reason it works. I uh the last caller that called about the shishito peppers we we were at a restaurant in Castle Pines no Castle Rock Castle Rock and uh the the folks we were with suggested we get some appetizers and they ordered shishito peppers which I'd never heard of in my life and I thought oh, well okay I'm not a big pepper fan but we'll give them a shot they're fantastic and they were just put on a grill with some olive oil and some and some sea salt and you just blister the outside of them heat them up blister the outside and they are so tasty and they're so easy to grow I could really, I started some from seed this year I've purchased plants in the past but I started seed this year they grew like crazy gave a bunch of them away because I had like 30 plants and I only needed 10 and the more you pick them the more they bear so if you're out there on a regular basis, we'd have, whenever we'd grill on the patio, uh, we'd always grill, some, I'd go out and pick some shishitos and grill them on the grill. And those were the appetizers while the main course was cooking. It's pretty nice. And it's every once in a while, one of them will have a little bit of heat to them. And you never know which one it's going to be. And it's not much heat. I mean, it, if, you, if, you're, if you're afraid of spicy stuff, don't be afraid of this. And when it comes to spicy food, I'm the biggest wuss there is. So I don't like hot, spicy stuff. But every once in a while, you get a little heat with those shishitos. And it's a nice little surprise. Wakes you up. All right. uh, Well, nobody's calling in. I don't know. I'm trying to take this personally. But uh, the the telephone number here is 303-477-2473. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff. And this time of year... Houseplants are a real popular thing to give as gifts, and to receive as gifts during the Christmas season, holiday season. One of the more popular ones is amaryllis. And I don't know how many of you out there have ever tried to grow an amaryllis through to the next year and get it to rebloom. And I'd like to know how successful you were. Uh, if you if you've had a, if you've had good luck, I shouldn't say luck because it's not luck; it's skill. Uh, if you've done this and grown them from year to year and had them rebloom over and over again for you, I'd like to hear about it. I'd like you to call me today and tell me what what uh, regiment you use, how you grow them on a year-round basis. You know what you do in the spring, summer, fall, winter, and and uh, how you get them to rebloom. I think everybody listening would love to hear how that's done, and it's just like. Recipes for lasagna. There's lots of recipes for lasagna out there. Most of them taste pretty good. But it's always nice to try another recipe and see if you like it better. So that's what I'm asking for today is people to call in and let me know how they grow their amaryllis from year to year to get them to reflower, what, what you do. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested in that myself because I can always learn something. I can always add to my... my uh, Ability to grow plants. You n- you never know everything. And tell me, I I belong to a Facebook group that's about um, bulbs in habitat from around the world, and I just love seeing bulbs that bloom in the wild, where they're native, in Africa, in South America, in Iran, in Turkey, in China, all over the world. It is fascinating to see these things blooming and growing in the wild, and how gorgeous some of this stuff is. And I've learned new plants I've never heard of before, new varieties of things, new species of things I've never heard of before. Um, And So I'll, I'll go online and see if I can't buy it someplace, and you can't find them. So there's a lot of plant material out there that is spectacular that's just not available, I guess, to anybody unless you're botanic gardens. And uh, But it's nice to see pictures of it and know that there is that kind of variety out there in the world in plants. All right, we've got uh, Jim on the line wanting to talk to me. Good morning, Jim.
2: Morning. I just uh, was curious if it's too late to plant uh, peonies.
1: Oh, well, uh I would say...
2: And can you even get them? Well,
1: oh, that's the thing. I, I, th- I was going to say, this time of year, it's going to be really hard to find peonies to plant. And okay. I, if you if you have some right now that you need to get in the ground, yeah, you better get them in the ground right right quick. But I don't think you're going to find any for sale. Okay, that's probably
2: what I figured. Um, and I've seen the way that it, it looks like they don't do that in when they've got grass around them. I've got some at a, at a different place that I own, and there's grass all around them. And w- would they, is that typical?
1: Yeah, that, that's the nice thing about peonies is, you know, grass typically has a fairly shallow root system, whereas peonies have a very deep root system. So grass competition usually isn't a problem.
3: Okay. it that's
1: just. What I wanted it's just when the grass grows up into the plant and it looks kind of shaggy and and it's hard to it's hard to trim that out yeah. but but uh, yeah you can do that that's no problem.
3: All right.
2: Well, that's all I got. Thanks.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for your call, Jim. We appreciate you listening. See you later. All right. Bye. All right. Next up is Karen. Has a question about something I can't read. Good morning, Karen. <laughs> Hi, Keith. I didn't want you to be continually lonely. I
3: appreciate that. (laughs) Uh,
4: First of all, a a gardening success. It was about three years ago when I really started doing any real gardening. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things I planted was butternut squash. Oh, yeah. And when I went online, it said, well, expect four or five fruits from each plant. I thought, well, fine. I got 28 (laughs) squash from two plants, and I thought, well, this is great, and... You know, so that's my success.
1: That's amazing. Now, now tell, tell us how you did that.
4: Well, I let's see. I think I had done a soil test at that time, and I didn't have very much uh, to add to it. You know, more compost and maybe a little nitrogen. I don't remember for sure. Um, and then I did fertilize them uh, on a regular basis uh, since I understood that they're big feeders. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's pretty much it. Now, fast forward to this year, um, which was the first time a neighborhood squirrel invited himself to dinner. I had never had any furry creatures out there before. Uh, And he got into the squash. I only had, gee, I had less than 20 um, off of two plants. Now, the only good thing I have to say about this squirrel is that he demolished completely one squash before he moved on to the next one so he would come for two or three meals a day on one squash <laughs> but he finished it but he chose the big ones and and um, so he finished off three squash so uh, so m- what's my next question your favorite repellent for squirrels i had used i think it's n- must garden Uh, I must garden? Uh Uh-huh. I must garden a few years ago, and I didn't see any squirrels around. But what was available to me at the time this year was repels all. Uh Uh-huh. And I tell you, as many people know, the smell from that will repel the gardener as well. Exactly. And it didn't seem to work. Yeah. Um, It sort of, you know, didn't bother the squirrel. So I want to know your suggestion as far as repelling or keeping squirrels away. Is the liquid fence good for them or not?
1: The liquid fence will work. Uh, there's another product called Bobex, B-O-B-B-E-X. Okay. And that one's labeled for vegetable gardens.
3: Okay. And
1: it, it's, it works fairly well. Squirrels are probably the most problematic of the furry creatures as ah. far as repelling them. Because see. they seem to be able to figure out how to get around just about anything. Okay. I've got friends who will take ghost peppers and grind them up in a blender and strain it and use that to spray on things. Um, I would recommend that if you're going to do that, don't do it on anything that you're going to actually touch for a while.
4: Uh, All righty. All right. Okay. Well, that's something to consider for next season. Yeah. As the old timers have said, you'll learn something new every year.
1: Absolutely. Regarding-
4: I'm I'm learning two or three things every year.
1: (laughs) Well, it sounds like you've done a good job with the butternut squash.
4: All right. Well thanks for your help.
1: Thanks for your call. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Well let's see, we've also got Joni on the line that wants to talk about saffron crocus. Good morning, Joni.
5: Good morning. It's a beautiful morning.
1: Isn't it gorgeous?
5: Yeah. long as we're inside. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But yeah, I tried saffron crocus for the first time ever this year. I planted 10 of them in a pot that's probably two feet tall by a foot and a half in diameter Mm -hmm. that I had grown carrots in this summer. And so I planted them in there and they're doing beautifully. I put them I tilted the pot so that the sun gets more of the surface
3: mm-hmm. and
5: in the back, in the, in the southwest facing part of my yard. Okay. And so I got one flower already and I'm so happy about that. But and I planted two of them in the front yard in the ground,
3: mm-hmm.
5: which gets not as much sun so I'm not surprised that it's not doing as much, but two of them are, one of them has leaves. The other one I still don't see yet, but the neighbor's chickens came by and was pecking all over my yard. So might might they have eaten one of those <laughs> crocus bulbs?
1: I doubt if they got deep enough in the soil to get to the bulb, but they may have picked off some of the foliage.
5: Oh, okay. I'll just keep watching for it
1: yeah saffron crocus they're perfectly hardy here in the ground you don't have to grow them in a pot but they do like a lot of sun and they do produce foliage in the fall which is unusual for a crocus but that's when they bloom anyways they bloom they bloom and produce leaves in the fall and those leaves stay green all some are all winter long and well into the spring so
5: should i be watering that them in the pot should i keep the pot kind of Uh, let it grow uh, dry and then keep it watered every, maybe once a week?
1: Yeah, you'll definitely want to water them both in the pot and in the ground when they get on the dry side, however often that is.
5: Okay, and also fertilize them?
1: You can. Um, I'd say it'd be more important in the spring when we get into warmer weather and they're in more active growth to use the fertilizer.
5: Okay, and then they'll die back in the summer.
1: Yeah, they'll just completely disappear in the summer.
5: Okay, that's so, kind of fun. Yeah. I don't really have a place in the sun that I can plant them that doesn't have something already in it. Mm-hmm. Um, that gets a lot of sun, except that pot. So it's on a sidewalk. Okay. <laughs> so i I guess uh, should I change the soil out every couple years then in the pot part one
1: do you do you grow anything else in that pot beside the crocus
5: I well this is the first time here I had the pot and I carrots in it so I probably I possibly will just leave them there
1: yeah I'd I'd say every every maybe three four years you probably want to refresh the soil Okay. It depends on what soil y- you use, but you'll be able to tell um just by the way the the soil reacts over time if it stays if it's staying wet longer and longer or it's really uh, the the soil level in the pot is dropping dramatically, that tells you that the soil is decomposing and deteriorating and will need to be refreshed sooner rather than later. Okay.
5: But it would be better if I planted them where I and Take out my irises where my irises are. It's well, a direct I, lots of sun.
1: Could you grow them in with the iris, like on the edge?
5: Those irises have really moved out. Oh, have they? Taken a lot of room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a small space, but okay. Well, I I might try one or two there and just see what happens. There you go. All right, thank you, and have a great
1: Christmas. Well, thank you, Joni. Thank you for calling, and you have a Merry Christmas as well. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, we might as well go ahead and take our break for the our first break for this hour. Uh, just to remind you, you're listening to The Garden Wise Show. My name is Keith Funk. I'm your host today. Normally, there's Jim Borland joining me, but he's on some kind of hiatus and couldn't make it today. So... I'm by myself, which means I could really use your help in keeping this conversation going and interesting and that means give me a call about your gardening successes, any questions you might have? I also put out there that uh, I'd love to hear if you're if you're successful at growing and reblooming amaryllis from year to year. I'd like to hear how you do it, so give me a call here three o three four seven seven two four. Seven three, we'll be back in just a little bit, right here on .AM., 810,
6: the legend. As a gardener, you already know that happy, healthy roots translate to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix the choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers a long-lasting all-purpose performer Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant vigorous plants when you want to know which product works best find out what the experts use Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix your plants will love you for it ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center Jared's Garden Center Tagawa Gardens, Wilmore Nursery, and Nick's Garden Center. Be sure and tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Call into the Fix-It Show with your questions about your home, Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It Show, helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It Show every Saturday
1: morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. Well, here we go for the uh, last hour of the Garden Wise show. And I just wanted to reiterate what this last advertisement was talking about, potting soils. Don't skimp on potting soils. Don't buy the cheapest stuff you can buy. If you don't have happy roots on your plants, you're not going to have happy tops. There's just no, no two ways about it. You've got to have a good quality potting soil. I use that Fertilum Ultimate potting soil for everything, including succulents. Uh, if I'm growing cactus, I'll mix a little bit more perlite in with it but so it drains even faster and dries out more quickly. However, it works for everything. I just have never had a problem with it. It grows really nice plants, and it lasts a long time. It doesn't break down real fast like so many potting soils do. So uh, if you're looking for a good potting soil that you, you know, you're not happy with what you're using now, try the fertilome Ultimate potting soil it works beautifully at least for the way i grow and i use it for small pots i use it for pots that are 20 inches 24 inches in diameter works great and let's see we've got jt waiting to talk to me right now good morning jt
2: good morning
1: nice to hear your voice
2: well always a pleasure to hear yours indeed you sounded like you were lonely there for a while
1: yeah yeah still am it's nice of you to call
2: I heard the gentleman talking about peonies a couple of minutes ago. Yeah, and I've got some plants in the backyard that have—oh golly! When they are, when they're producing, they're more than three feet tall. Oh wow! I mean, big. Uh huh. And they've been there for 25 years plus, but I'm—I must be doing something right. Question at this point is when they give—I've got a bunch of brown stems out there now when i go out to cut them back sometimes they just pull out of the ground should i pull them out of the ground no okay so at at what length should i cut them
1: oh i i would suggest cutting them down to about 2 or 3 inches tall
2: 2 or, okay yeah okay. i
1: Normally i i like to leave some leave some stubble leave some stubble so you know where they are
2: yeah although okay, you well, i've got cages around them they, okay, they get so big but they <laughs> I need to put, you know, tomato cages around them to keep them in shape.
1: Well, yeah, and, and the reason I say cut them rather than pull them is you're probably familiar. They produce these little eye, yep. they call eyes, at the top of the stems right. around the base there. And if right. you pull them and they're not ready to come off, you can, you can actually break off some of those eyes, which means
2: fewer flowers. Yeah, don't want to do that. Yeah.
1: Just, but I think one of the things you're doing right is leaving it alone in one location for as long as you have, because they just seem to get bigger and better and more floriferous every year as they get older and older.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Now, we've got about. My wife also has a bunch of indoor plants. Mm hmm. And I think they've been there for like maybe 30, 25 years plus. I don't think we've ever changed the soil in the pots.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Is that. Uh, and they they range from, golly, there's a an eight foot tree in the corner. I can't tell you what breed it is, but there's it's over. And and we've got things all around the kitchen or the living room. Mm-hmm. Should I be changing the the potting soil the soil that it's in? And if so, uh, how much? You know, what's the survival rate when you do that? <laughs>
1: Well, it's generally suggested that, that plants get repotted every four or five years. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, that depends on what kind of potting soil you use. Some last longer than others. But um, you can, if they've been in the same pot, in the same soil for 20, 25 years, I would say that it's probably a good idea to look at starting to do that, and I would recommend you waiting until spring to do it. Okay. Uh, when they're in, in a more active state of growth, they'll recover from the repotting more quickly. Okay. And you don't necessarily have to move them up into a larger container.
2: I wasn't planning on that.
1: (laughs) Okay. So you can take them out of the existing pot and use a fork or some chopsticks or some kind of device to tease away a couple of inches of soil all the way around the plant, and basically you're bare-rooting the outer edge of the root system. Okay. And then put it back into the same pot with some fresh soil around it. Uh,
2: Sounds good. Seems to make sense. I'm just a little curious, you know. I don't want to be killing them, frankly.
1: Well, exactly. And and if you if you take one out of the pot and it is completely root bound, uh-huh, then that would be an indication that it needs to go up into a larger container,
2: bigger pot. right? Yeah. Very good, sir. Very good. Where's Jim?
1: He's he's playing. <laughs>
2: You mean, and last week you had, what's her name, from Tagawa.
1: Yeah, yeah. Luann came on and was the guest host with uh-huh. me. It's always nice to have a second person here to, to have a conversation with while we're waiting for calls.
2: Absolutely. Well, I hope you get a lot of calls. We have and been. If I don't talk to you before then, have a good holiday.
1: You too, JT. Thank Appreciate you. the call. Merry Christmas.
2: I'll tell you one thing. I actually, yeah. two days ago, I got the, the outside. Uh, lights on the garage so we've now got some christmas decorations out there good for you i did it two days ago because it was cold yesterday
1: (laughs) oh man was it ever
2: yeah (laughs) yes sir all right well have a good christmas and and new year
1: thank you sir you too
2: okay bye
1: now bye now i've been asking asking for you to call in with your gardening successes that you've had this last year or if you've been a um An amaryllis grower that has had good luck growing, I shouldn't say luck, there's no luck involved with that, it's skill, Uh, uh, growing amaryllis and blooming them year after year, the same bulbs, carrying them over and getting them to rebloom for you. I'd like to know how you do it. I know how I do it. I need to know how somebody else does it because, like I said before, um, there's a lot of different recipes for lasagna and most of them taste pretty darn good. But I'd like to hear somebody else's recipe. Maybe I can add to mine and make it even better. Um, One of my successes has been winterberry holly. I've talked about this in other shows. In fact, I talked about it the first hour today. And you see them used as decorations around shopping malls and that sort of thing, in flower arrangements, in porch pots, that sort of thing. They're, They're just naked branches with red berries all over them. That's called winterberry and it's a holly. It's a deciduous holly, which means it loses its leaves in the winter, which most of us think of holly as an evergreen. But this happens to be a deciduous variety. There's a number of different varieties out there. There are some that even have yellow berries. All of them are hardy here. I believe there is zone 4, so they'd grow all the way up practically to Vail. And they're beautiful, durable, nice plants to grow here, and, and they're great for using in Christmas decorations in around your house, inside and out. And I decided a couple of years ago, a few years ago, as a matter of fact, I was gonna give it a try. So I bought some small plants, I think they were in three inch pots, and it's taken them a few years to grow up, big enough to where I feel okay cutting some branches off uh, and using them this year for the first time, and it worked out beautifully. I really highly recommend this as a plant in your yard. Um, it's it's beautiful during the summer because the berries set on early in the sea in early in the summer and they turn red in late summer while the leaves are still there so you get that really nice effect with that and then once the leaves do fall off the berries last on the plant all winter long and longer they'll they'll be there in the spring they'll by spring they'll have turned sort of a pink color they won't be bright red anymore but uh man it's a nice one the one i've the one i've Planted is a dwarf variety that only gets about four feet tall, and it's called berry Poppins, which I think is kind of clever. and And then you'll need a male uh, of the same species. Um, there's one called Mr. Poppins, and there's one called Jim Dandy. But uh, as long as you plant it within, you know, 25 or 30 feet of the the female, it will be able to get. Pollinated, the female will be able to be, be pollinated and set berries. I planted mine together in the same hole, so they're, they're both the male and the female are growing in, as one shrub, because I just don't have room to be planting a bunch of extra things, um, taking up extra room, and it's worked out just fine. So hopefully the pl- uh, the growers that grow these things will pick up on that and start just planting both sexes together in the same pot. So you don't have to buy two plants. You buy one pot and it's all there and ready to go. And they they grow really nicely here. And they'll need at least half a day of direct sun. I don't care if it's morning sun or afternoon sun, just half a day of sun and they'll grow just fine. But every year I plant more and more things that I can use for holiday decorating inside and outside the house. And uh, the winterberry is one that I'm really pleased with. And the red twig dogwood. Uh, that's really good. And I, I've even been using ornamental grass plumes as well. So uh, lots of things you can scavenge from the yard, scavenge from the yard to use to decorate around the house uh, for the winter. So give me a call here, 303 477 2473. I'd love to hear from you uh, rather than hearing myself talk so much and figure out what's going on in your yard or your house plants. Um, Let's see. What else was I going to tell you about? Oh, another success of mine has been indoors. Uh, A neighbor gave me a a very sad, (laughs) sorry-looking plant uh, a couple summers ago called, and it's a Rex begonia, R-E-X, Rex begonia. And these begonias aren't grown for their flowers. They're grown for their very colorful, beautiful leaves, even more colorful than coleus. And I, I, she asked me if I wanted it, and I couldn't say no. So I took it and I repotted it into some nice soil because it was in some really lousy soil and put it under lights, uh, LED lights, as a matter of fact, in my basement grow room and thought, well, you know, we'll see what happens. That thing was amazing. It grew. I couldn't it. It was enormous. I mean, it got to be a foot and a half, two feet across. about a foot tall these massive leaves as big as your hand or bigger and the the colors on them were just spectacular so that got me hooked and I've been picking up Rex begonias here and there whenever I see them in the garden centers what I'm saying to you is this is an easy plant to grow it may look intimidating when you first see them But man, are these easy to grow. And they don't like to dry out. So this is one plant that is going to be difficult to overwater. I actually keep mine standing uh, during the summer months, especially when it's warmer down in the basement. I'll keep them standing in the saucer of water because they have a tendency to dry out pretty quickly. And they don't like that. But they can wilt down and you think, oh, this is dead. It's never going to come back. And you pour some water on it and poof, it comes right back up. Just as happy as can be. So next time you're in the garden center and you're looking for something new in the, for the house inside, some new plant to, to bring inside with some color. And it doesn't have, the, you know, it's the leaves, it's not flowers, it's the leaves. So it's always colorful. Look for Rex begonias. They will grow in bright, indirect light. They don't have to have any direct sun. And they're just as easy as they can be to grow. Uh, right now I'm going to go out and talk to Betsy at a Jared's Nursery. Good morning, Betsy
7: morning keith how are you this morning just
1: dandy merry christmas thanks for calling this morning what's going on at jared's nursery
7: oh wow well we're expecting lots of christmas trees to get put safely on cars and suvs and taken home and decorated just for the holidays
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's good i was out there just a few days ago i saw you still had some really beautiful tall concolor furs and things
7: oh yeah those natives i mean they're they're probably going to be you know, still nice and fresh. You know, to Valentine's Day or maybe yeah. even Easter, the way the way that uh, they they've been grown. You know, natively in dry climates. So, yeah, we're excited about those, and we still have beautiful Fraser and Noble, and um, what else do we have? Oh, the no- the Nordmans, the hypoallergenic Nordmans. Um, furs. So, yeah, we're we're expecting a rocking and rolling day, and now that it's snowed, everyone will be in the mood. And
1: exactly.
7: We're ready to go.
1: <laughs> All right.
7: But I want to remind you too that we also have just got a fresh shipment of houseplants for those people who like to gift those live things to their friends and family, sure. as well as beautiful poinsettias, again, this year from Brown's uh, greenhouse up in our back. <clears throat>
3: oh, they One grow
1: good the stuff.
7: Growers. Oh, man, they grow gorgeous stuff. Yeah. I can't, I can't compliment them enough.
1: <laughs> well, and also, you're going to have Santa there today from 11 to 3.
7: Yes, yes. This will be his last appearance this year, but um, the kids just absolutely love this Santa. He is so kind and gentle. And, um, you know, the good news is, is that you can take all the pictures you want. There's no rush. And, um, you know, it's all free, whereas sometimes, you know, mall Santas are a little pricey at times.
1: Yeah, they can be.
7: They can be. But I was so happy to see the snow because I think it definitely uh, gets people in the mood.
1: You're exactly right. Now, why don't you tell everybody where Jared's is located?
7: Oh, yes. Easy to get to. We are at ten five hundred West Bowles Avenue, which, if you're coming off the C four seventy, it's two miles east um, on Bowles on the south side. Big Red Barn parking is adequate and excellent. Parking is in the back, and that makes it easy to get the trees to and to the car and to the home.
1: There you go. Well, we appreciate your call, Betsy. Thank you, and you have a merry Christmas over there at Jared's.
7: And you too, Keith. And have a happy new
1: year also. Thank you, ma'am. You too.
7: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.
1: All right. That's Jared's. And oh, uh, their website, if you want to go and check out what's going on there uh, with all their activities, is jaredsgarden.com. So, having said all that, we've got practically full lines. We're going to go out and talk to Claudia about hydrangeas. Good morning, Claudia.
8: How you doing?
1: Oh, I'm just dandy. Thanks for calling.
8: Oh, I'm sorry. My dog decides she wants to bark.
1: <laughs> oh, well, she might have a question. <laughs> uh,
8: my question is, about three years ago, my hubby bought a hydrangea that was in a pot. It was unmarked. It was at the grocery store sitting out there all by its lonesome. And we put it in the ground, and it seems to be growing wonderfully, but it's not blooming.
1: Uh-huh. And
8: I was wondering what could be the problem, why it's not blooming. It's in my backyard. It's, um, oh, against the fence, facing the south. The fence is on the north side of my house, but there's, you know, through the side of the house, you know, the sun comes at it. And um, it's under an oak tree, but I'd say it's a good seven feet away from the base of the oak tree. hmm and it does get good sun i mean it's it's in the garden it gets good fertilizer and everything and all, but I just can't figure out why it doesn't bloom. New branches come on it every year New all right these big beautiful, pretty leaves but okay. no bloom
1: well uh, let me go back to when your husband bought it was it inside in the in the floral shop when he purchased it with uh, what blue flowers
8: it, it didn't have any flowers on we don't know what it is we don't know what kind it is what color it is or anything he just saw a little pot with a hydrangea plant it just said hydrangea on the side and uh-huh. on a little you know like a barcode tag and he said he wanted to bring it home and see what we can do with it because i've always loved them yeah so i mean we've never <clears> seen it with with a bloom really.
1: okay all right well i'm i'm Pretty sure what you've got, since you said it grows big, beautiful, dark green leaves, uh, is what they call a um, macrophylla-type hydrangea. Yeah. And that's yeah, the type. kind. Of. Yeah, exactly. And those set their flower buds in late summer for the next year. And if we have a winter that kills them down to the ground, you have winter dieback, then that kills any possibility of flower buds or flowers okay, for that spring. Yeah,
8: that hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. We haven't had anything die back on it. Oh, really.
1: good. Good.
8: Yeah. So, you know, we feel like it might be in a good spot because, you know, it doesn't get a lot of cold. It, it doesn't die back. Um, it just keeps growing new branches.
1: Wow. Well, without knowing yeah. what kind it is, it's hard to tell you what to, because there's, there's basically three different, th- well, four actually, four different classes of yeah. hydrangeas that grow here. And they all have slightly different requirements, um, but it sounds to me like if it's growing nice new leaves, nice new branches, um, it just might be a matter of time. If it was a small plant to start with,
8: oh, uh, you think it's just it just was too young still? Possibly after three years, you think?
1: Yeah, I would think that after three years it should be well established. So hopefully, this next spring you're mm. going to get some flowers.
8: Oh, okay. Hopefully. And you know we have another question too. My husband uses malorganite.
3: Um,
1: okay.
8: In the front yard on the lawn. Uh huh. <laughs> okay, we have a rabbit problem. <laughs> okay. And it seems like every time he uses the malorganite, the rabbits don't come.
1: <laughs> well, it's been it's been used as a rabbit repellent.
5: Has it been? Absolutely, oh, okay. it's been
1: touted as a rabbit repellent.
5: Oh, okay.
8: Oh, alrighty. And so another thing too. I was the one that called a while ago when you first started talking about Gardener's World. Watching Gardener's World. Oh I've yes. Been watching some new episodes lately, and have you been able to check out the other um, show that I told you about, Beach Grove?
1: I didn't. I have not checked that one out. What was it called again?
8: Beach Grove.
1: Beach Grove.
8: B-E-E-C-H-G-R-O-V-E.
1: Oh, Grove. Okay, uh-huh. I wrote it. I wrote it down this time. I will oh, okay. check that out. <laughs> I have not. I haven't checked it out yet, but oh, I okay. I do love Gardener's
6: World.
8: Oh man, I do too. I do too. Been watching it for years. Um, I'd say about oh five six years ago, my nephew got us the Apple TV box,
3: uh-huh.
8: and we hooked it up, and we get YouTube on there and. Amazon Prime all kinds of all kinds of um things and we've been watching it on YouTube a lot. They um their show comes on there every Friday night. Right. And then they post it on Sunday. So if you get on YouTube on Sunday morning, you can see the the previous Friday night um show. They're starting their winter show now, which is going to be real interesting. They they talk about what you were talking about earlier growing a lot of things that you can use for Christmas decorations indoors and out and all. So it's yeah. a good time of year to kind of watch it. So.
1: I watch it on my laptop. And, um, um I and it's on a website called H D Clump. Clump. Dot yep. com. <laughs> and that yep. to me gets I've tried it on YouTube on my web on my laptop and I've tried it on a B B C and, and that but that H D clump gives me the best picture when I go to full screen. Yes,
8: it does. It does. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, there's a Facebook page, too, called Keep Gardener's World Growing, and they keep you up on that and everything. A lot of people are really nice and helpful on that Facebook page if you want to ever check it out. It's, it's based in the U.K.
1: Yeah, I'm already a based, member
8: <laughs> yeah, Okay. <laughs> on the Facebook
1: page. I'm already a, a member of Gardener's World there for sure.
8: Oh, good, 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 good. So, And um, as far as my successes, I don't know. Everything seemed to have come up good this year. It was a good I've year, had, wasn't I've it? i had a pretty good year. Oh, and I really had a good year for tomatoes this year. Let me tell you.
1: Well, good. I'm <laughs> I jealous.
8: Have so many toma- I have canned so many tomatoes and made marinara sauce and made salsa and all kinds of good stuff. So that that's my biggest my biggest um, success this year. I really, really enjoyed getting all those tomatoes and seeing all of those. So.
1: Well, good for you. <laughs>
8: Yeah, but anyway, too, I wanted to share with you something that I learned. You know, you were talking about um, the amaryllis and all. Mm -hmm. We start um, paper whites every year around this time. Right. And the one big thing that we've always had a problem with, I've always had a problem with, but they got really tall and gangly, Right. Okay, Mm -hmm. and start flopping over. But I've heard that if you put a tablespoon of gin in the water, a tablespoon of gin per bulb. So if you have 5 bulbs, 5 tablespoons of gin when you first plant them if you start them in water, you know, in in a base with some rocks or whatever on the bottom and just set them on there, that it stunts the growth and they bloom beautifully but they don't get that real tall and and lanky and floppy. So I'm trying that this year. This is okay. the first year that I've I've tried that. So I'm going to see how that works, but
3: well,
1: I remember. I remember back from my greenhouse days, uh, garden center days. We'd plant them up, and we put them in the coldest greenhouse we had. Lots mm-hmm. of strong light and cold temperatures, you know, down into the fifties, and uh, and that kept them nice and short.
8: Oh, okay, okay, but you know, when you're in the house, I'm not going to keep my house
1: at fifty
8: degrees. <laughs> Why not? I uh-uh, knew. No. <laughs> <laughs> I no. I've got the thinnest blood around. I understand <laughs> I ain't completely. At 80, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't want to pay your heat bill.
8: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, get some good windows, keep everything sealed up and you're doing okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, so but anyway, just wanted to give you a call. I'm sorry you're all by yourself today.
1: Well, that's okay. So. Jim will be back next Saturday.
8: Okay, that's good. I know it must be hard to be sitting up there on the radio talking to yourself most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably gets a little
1: boring yeah. on your end, too.
8: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So I decided to call and give you a little support and a little bit of company. You know. Well, I
1: appreciate <laughs> that. Thank, Thank you for downstairs. your call.
8: And we do. We listen there every Saturday morning, have our coffee and sit downstairs and listen to the whole show every Saturday. So you've got... Um, um, uh, really, really hardcore fans here in this household. Just want to let you know. No, well, I Have appreciate that.
3: Christmas. You Happy too. Happy New Year.
8: Merry and Christmas we'll to you too. See to you at the next time. All, okay. all Take right Take
3: care. Uh huh.
1: All right. Hey, you know one thing I was going to ask all of our listeners to do is when you go into a garden center or one of our advertisers, even if they're not an advertiser, if you can let them know that you listen to the the Garden Wise Show and you listen to the Garden Wise Guys. We'd appreciate that a lot. It's You know, for advertisers, it's really hard to measure the success of radio advertising. And one way to measure that is by customers coming into the store and saying that they listen to the show. And that would help a lot. We would really appreciate that uh, when you're going out and doing your shopping, is to let them know that you listen to the show. Uh, so thank you for doing that. Right now, we're going to go out and talk to... To Steve, or excuse me, to Sue, about some fertilizer. Good morning, Sue.
9: Oh, good morning. Um, uh, I, I I use I found my allium from last summer, and it, it dried nicely, and so I brought it in as kind of a decoration.
1: <laughs> Those are awesome for decorations, aren't they?
9: Yeah, and and the yeah, and I was surprised, and they're still kind of looking kind of good. So it's so you're right about using our our yard plants inside when they're in their fall colors, fall winter colors.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
9: But I get an F for uh, fertilizing my um, trees and my shrubs and my plants. So um, when is the best? I mean, I've tried the um, stakes. I always seem to get it in at the wrong time of the year. When is the best time to, if you're going to, well, what's the best way to fertilize trees and shrubs other than a, Company coming out and you know you know charging you two
1: hundred dollars a tree. Oh yeah, you can you can <laughs> you know, established trees and shrubs. Probably don't need any fertilizer. Oh,
9: yeah. uh, oh oh okay.
1: You know especially if they're anywhere near a lawn and you're fertilizing the lawn on a regular basis, they're going to have roots out there in the lawn and they're going to be sucking up some of that fertilizer away from the lawn as well. But if you do want to fertilize trees and shrubs, the best time to do that is in the early spring, just as they're just as or just before. They leaf out. And you can use a granular fertilizer. Fertilome has one called tree and shrub food. It comes in a bag, and you just go out there, and you just spread it around all over the place, um, like chicken scratch, you know. Uh, okay. you, you want to get out toward the spread of the branches. Putting it down near the trunk of the tree or shrub isn't really that helpful. Uh, okay. But out farther away from the trunk, several feet or more, uh, toward, the, toward the perimeter of the spread of the branches, that's where you're going to have the best effect.
9: Well, we... They're all um, pines, most uh, Austrian, uh, Scotch, um, and um, blue, and uh, but they're, there's no grass. I mean, there's it's all okay. I we pulled the grass up and um, mulched it, and then now I, I didn't put much mulch on it, but um, now it's kind of mulching pine cones or pine pine, pine needles. Pine needles,
1: yeah. Pine so. needles.
9: So it's that's kind of covering all of it. So I mean. I'm still sprinkling, um, you know, around the trees as best possible. But um, um, so it's kind of like there's no, there's not getting fertilized by the grass. So what's this, what's then, then how, do I need to fertilize these guys? They're like, they're like, oh gosh, 50 years old.
1: No, you don't need to fertilize them at all. Oh, not at all? Not at all.
9: Oh, okay. And even the, the junipers, I've got some junipers back there or some, no, let's see. Uh, moon moonglows, moonglow junipers, mm-hmm. They they're probably maybe twenty years old.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't have to feed them at all.
9: Oh, okay. Oh, all right. I was thinking I was being bad by not giving them any food. <laughs> so okay. Well, so then now does and then I bought years ago. I bought a um, holly, and it's not growing. Are those little water hogs? Do they like a lot of they water? They can be. They
1: they they do like to be watered on a regular basis, and it wouldn't hurt to fertilize them on a regular basis as well.
9: Oh, okay. Okay. So, but my t- if I plant new shrubs, should I be um, you know fertilizing them? Yes. For the what first what five years?
1: Uh, three to five years. Yeah.
9: Okay, and then what's the best way to fertilize the shrubs? The same. The same. Same
1: granular material. Yeah.
9: And just spread it around.
1: Correct. P- pull and them.
9: Pull the pine and the and the and the mulch back a little nope.
1: bit. Nope. Nope. You don't even need to do that. Just sprinkle it right on top and water it in.
9: Okay, and what's the name of it again?
1: Fertile tree and shrub Oops. food.
9: Food. Oh, well, then I should write that down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, and um, I hope hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. Listen to you guys every Saturday, and we will mention it when we go shopping at all of our all of our Knicks and Tagawa's and Wilmore.
1: Excellent. That would be we wonderful. Will, we will
9: tell them that we listen to you guys all the time. Take your best advice.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, Merry Christmas, Sue. Thank you for calling.
9: Okay. Thanks. Bye bye.
1: And we've got to take a quick break. I'm a little bit late on this. You're listening to the Garden Wise Show here on The Legend 810.
10: Flowers make holiday celebrations extra special. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we make it easy to thank a host, send holiday wishes, and deck your halls. Let us help with your gift list. We can deliver fresh floral bouquets and holiday plants locally and across the country. At Lafayette Florist, it's easy to send a heartfelt sentiment. Visit our website for beautiful holiday choices. Order online at www.lafayetteflorist.com. Call us at 303 665 5555 or stop by. We're open daily. These unprecedented times call for making new memories and flowers should be a part of everyone's celebration. Make those holiday video calls a little brighter with flowers in the screenshot. Send an Instagrammable floral hug to all the special people in your life. Call us, order online, or stop by. We take care of all the arrangements in all parts of the country. Lafayette Florist gift shop and garden center located at 600 South Public Road
11: in the heart of Lafayette. The friendly folks at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden look forward to seeing you during the holiday shopping period. Complimentary hot cider and hot chocolate plus cookies will be available for your enjoyment. Our elves have turned the greenhouse and gift store into a magical winter wonderland. Jared's has one of the best stores around. You'll find delightful Christmas ornaments and decor, as well as unique gift items for everyone on your list. Items from whimsical to elegant. If you haven't visited us during the Christmas season, you'll be very surprised at the variety and quality of the available product. Fresh cut Christmas trees and greenery are in stock and looking beautiful. We hang our trees so you can easily see all sides. You'll find beautiful noble Fraser and Nordman fir, as well as grand Douglas and balsam fir. Most are available in several sizes from four feet to 12 feet. There are limited numbers of trees above eight feet tall. There are a limited number of 10 feet and up native con collar fir available. Santa's helpers will put fresh cut on your tree and tie it on your vehicle for a safe trip home. They do, however, really love pickups this time of year. Wreaths are available in sizes from eight inch rings to 12 inch rings. The elves can provide a bow or even custom decorator wreath for you. You'll also find fresh garland and bows of various kinds. Locally grown poinsettias in several sizes and beautiful Christmas cactus are in stock. In addition to Christmas decor and gift items, of course, standard everyday items you might need are available. Potting soil, decorative pots, houseplants, seeds, mulch, things you expect to find at a garden center no matter the season. Jared's Christmas hours are 9 to 7 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends.
1: And here we go again. We're at the very tail end of the show today, and we're going to go out and talk to Peggy about her Amaryllis. Good morning, Peggy.
5: Good morning. I
0: was so excited when I heard you guys talking about Amaryllis. I have become a real Amaryllis fan. In fact, I bought 24 of them this year. <laughs> oh,
3: 24?
0: <laughs> yes. Well,
3: oh, I my started goodness.
0: about 10 years ago, um, and I bought three at the local Ace Hardware for $5 a piece. And um, I got the the Red Lion, the Minerva, and the um, Apple Blossom.
1: Oh, those are good and, ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I last year, I must have had 30 blossoms. They have grown so much in 10 years you know they they will grow new bulbs they right will, uh my um apple blossom is now three bulbs my um uh red lion has got two babies coming on the sides and my minerva i think is just one bulb but but i found so many beautiful um min- uh, amaryllis that i just had a I, I pass them out to friends for Christmas presents.
1: Oh, good for you! And,
0: and I love the I love putting them in a clay pot because they are kind of top heavy and they will tip over. Right. I I just use a um, a piece of um, oh, bamboo and a little twisty to keep them upright. But I um, I put them by my south window and and they seem to grow beautifully. I. Um, take them and put put them underneath my grow light. I have a an LED grow light also. After they bloom, and then I put them out on my east facing patio for all summer long and I wa- I water and um, cuz the clay pots they need quite a bit of water. Sure. And fertilize the heck out of them, probably every 2 weeks or maybe 3 weeks I give them fertilizer. And they just The bulbs seem to get bigger and bigger every year.
1: That's what you want to see, yeah.
0: Right, right. And then I take them, and after the summer, you know, I don't leave them out when it's um, real cold. I bring them in with the the leaves attached and put them in my basement. And it's an unheated basement about, and they say about 50 degrees. It's probably a little warmer than that. And um, mine are down there right now, and... um, the leaves have all shriveled and I've cut them back and I'm not, you don't water them when they're, um, in their, uh, it would be like a, a cool period, you know, their rest period. Mm -hmm. And, um, when they start to show a little bit of a, um, green, like in a a bud, Mm -hmm. that's when you, you bring them up and put them in the warmth and under the light and start watering them and, And there they go.
1: Well, I appreciate you calling and telling us how you do that. That sounds like a doable way to go.
0: Well, I have a, I bought, the ones I bought this year said um, to do it different, to kick the pots over, like after they, um.
1: Oh, that would be if you're storing, if you're storing them outside, yeah, keep the rain off of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, Peggy, I I hate to cut you short, but we've got the music playing and that says I have to get out of here. uh, Thank
0: you so much. Love your show. Well, thank
1: you. (laughs) Appreciate your call.
3: All right. Bye-bye.
1: All right. You've been listening to the Garden Wise Show. We're here every Saturday morning from 7 to 9. We'd love for you to join us every week and save up your gardening questions for next Saturday. Hope you have a wonderful week, and we'll see you then right here on AM 810 The Legend.